Hello, welcome to another installment of the Central American Group's podcast, in which experts discuss topics related to doing business in Costa Rica, El Salvador, and the rest of the region. Hello, welcome to another episode of Central American Group podcasts. In these sessions, we speak with experts that uh, address topics having to do with Central America that are of interest to visitors to the Central American Group's website. Today, we have Alfredo Escalon with us. He's the CEO of Fisherman Wealth Management, which is a firm in, in San Salvador, El Salvador. I'd like to welcome you today. Alfredo, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your company? Sure, Steve. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the CEO and founder of, of Fisherman Wealth Management. Uh, we uh, uh, started the, the company 14 years ago uh, with the purpose of uh, help educate people the relationship they need to have with money. Um, uh, what we do is uh, we're kind of a, um, a financial waste, I said, because we try to find the easier, cheaper, and faster way for families and business to achieve their goals. You know, um, the topic we're going to talk today is, is one that's sort of a puzzle to me. Um, you know, I hear about Bitcoin and I hear about Bitcoin miners and I hear that they need ungodly amounts of electricity to mine Bitcoins. Could you give a little bit of an explanation about all of this? Because, you know, I find it to be quite puzzling to me. In a nutshell, let, let me tell you that, uh, what I have learned and what I have found from, from all the people that we have asked and, 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 and the easiest way to explain it it's starting with the blockchain technology. I think the blockchain technology is a platform or a method to, to or a system that will accelerate the, the digital future. And when, when the, the blockchain in a nutshell, it's a, a decentralized, decentralized uh, uh, software that everybody, it's an, an auditor of of the transactions that are that are being made, and let me put you in a, in an in an example. Like I pay all my bills all this month, and I make checks, I pay credit cards, and I pay cash out of the ATM. And once I have all the information of all the transactions, all the people that are involved in that transactions, they audit all these transactions. That's mining. The people are using an algorithm to algorithm to to make sure that all the data in that in that monthly transaction is accurate and that all the people have the same data. So nobody can change it once it's a block. And, and that is when whenever all the auditors are in accordance of all the information, they they make a block. So you have an algorithm that it's running, checking transactions, and that's called mining. In Bitcoin, the way to stimulate people to make that audit, to make the community audit all these transactions, they pay Bitcoins to, to build a block of information. 
So that's mining, and that's why it takes a lot of energy because you have to have a lot of computing power just uh, uh, running an algorithm to check that all the transactions uh, are, are okay. And once you finish it and a block is, is it's confirmed with all the information, it, it gives you a code that, it, that, that attached to the next block of information. So if you wanna change that, you have to change the next block also. So it's practically impossible to change the information that is in there. Instead of having one third reliable source checking for the transactions, the whole community is checking for the transactions. And this can be used in cryptocurrencies. This can be used in the pharmaceutical industry. This can be used in medical records or in food or in a, a lot of a lot of different applications can be used. I've heard some people say that blockchain technology in the future may be utilized so that people can vote uh, with security online. Of course, and 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 once. And once it does, it's it is it, used that that way. If you use it that in that way, it's going to be impossible for people to do something illegal in voting, because you're going to be able to vote anytime from anywhere, and you will be auditing all the votes of all the people. So everybody needs to be sure that you voted and your vote is right, and and and, and it will be impossible to 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 manipulate the results. Well, hopefully that'll be used uh, in the near future for that purpose. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I, that I hear from people uh, and read is that there's a concern that using Bitcoin um, can be effectuated to keep transactions somewhat secretive, but given what you just said with respect to everybody auditing, how can that be the case? Is that I, I think that people don't understand very well, and, and I want to recommend a, a documentary that it's in YouTube that is called Banking on Bitcoin. And there's the case of this guy who was selling bitcoins early when, when this was beginning. He was selling bitcoins to different persons. They pay them in cash, and he will sell bitcoins to them. It was like a, like an ATM of bitcoins. You know, you pay money and he will give you the, 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 the Bitcoin. So the guy who was buying Bitcoins from him uses the Bitcoins to buy drugs, to do something illegal. So mm -hmm. when, 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 when the FBI caught this guy that was doing buying drugs and all of that, they could trace all the way to the guy who was selling the Bitcoins, to the one who was emitting the Bitcoins and changing it for dollars. And they tried to implicate him in a crime. I think they they arrested him, and he was in a trial for that. And he was saying, "I'm not responsible for what people is, are doing with with uh, with the money that I uh, change for them." So he was saying, "This is like if if you will have to go and put the president of Bank of America." in jail because someone was uh, taking cash from an ATM and going to buy drugs. You know, whenever you do it in cash, it's impossible to trace it. But with this, it's not, it, it's, it's impossible not to trace it. The thing is that if we, if I buy a shirt from you and you sold that shirt for 20 bucks to me, there, 
in 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 the blockchain technology, nobody's gonna be in the middle, you know. So so nobody can know that that I bought a a, a shirt from you, and and that that that's a misunderstanding that that people have. So it's more secure then. It's more secure, way okay. more secure than cash. Than cash for sure. And and if people want to launder money, I mean. They laundry money in dollars right now. What you need is a person, a banker, or someone who is able to put cash into uh, 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 into an account and make it legal. And that, that's going to happen. That's not depending on on the on the tool. That depends on the me on the mechanic. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, let's get a bit uh, into the situation uh, that is particular right now to El Salvador. Could, could you tell us a bit about El Salvador's recent adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender? Give us some background. Yeah, uh, um, uh, like uh, two weeks ago, uh, the president uh, appeared on the uh, Bitcoin uh, convention in Miami saying that El Salvador will be the first country in the world to accept a Bitcoin as a legal tender. Uh, as I say to all the people, this is like eating a cow. You need to see it in three, in three different uh, perspectives. The first one is the the way that it's going to affect people and the and the finance and economics in the daily living of the person. That I, that I think that the blockchain technology, as I told you, is really good because it's decentralizing. Uh, uh, transactions, you know, and it's mm -hmm. gonna make it cheaper. Uh, the, the second part is economics, you know, how it's gonna affect the country. But uh, uh, in that part, I cannot tell you very well because we haven't seen the the rules that are gonna be, uh, there's a law, but we haven't seen the rules yet on how it's gonna be a, a, a functioning. And the third one is the politics side of it. You know, a lot of interests are, are being pushed whenever this is uh, uh, put as a law, as a legal tender. So there's a lot of interest colliding there uh, on, on to see if it's a, a good or a bad thing for the country. What factors made this occur? What was the, the impetus for the president of the country pushing the economy in this direction? I wish I could I could answer that, but uh, uh, I I can only speculate. Uh, one of the things the things that he said was that uh, it was going to become cheaper for all the remittances that are coming from the United States to Salvadorians. Uh, the remittance in El Salvador represents like twenty five percent of the of the of the uh, uh, PIB, you know, uh, and also. It's decentralizing uh, uh, the financial system. I think Bitcoin um, started with the purpose of uh, getting a, the third, the third uh, uh, reliable party between transactions. That that was the purpose of cryptocurrency, and they used the blockchain technology to do it. So uh, uh, I think this for the financial system. I haven't seen them to 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 make a statement on what they they think about it, but uh, but uh, 
if if you're if they're not gonna be able to charge me if we're if we're exchanging services or goods, I think uh, they they are they are being affected. So, from your perspective, um, do you see the uh, adoption of Bitcoin as a as a positive or a negative or maybe a bit of both? I think it's too early to say. Uh, uh, I I like the blockchain technology. I I have seen it apply into different industries, and I think it's it's the future. I think we're at the end of the industrial era, and we're running into the digital revolution. And and I think this is something that it cannot be stopped. I think it's something that is going to be so good that people are going to eventually jump. Everybody's going to, it's going to end up using some kind of digital monetary system. Uh, and as always, the stronger currency is the one that is going to last. Uh, so uh, I'm not sure yet how the macroeconomics will affect. 70% uh, of the people in El Salvador don't have a bank account, uh, but but only 30% don't have a smartphone. So so it will be a really easy way to uh, bankerize all the all the people that are not able to have a, a bank account. So. So I think it's too early to say. I, I just can tell you that uh, uh, he has a lot of uh, uh, valor to, 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 to make this. This could have uh, huge, huge ramifications. And I'm looking at this from the perspective of somebody who lives in the United States. But you know, if this were to catch on, this would have huge ramifications for the US dollar. Huge, but 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 uh, as as I was as I was saying, just imagine if if more countries are adding up to using that because to using this because this is like like one of those applications like WhatsApp or Telegram or 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 or, or any other application to communicate. They're as good as as users have it. You know, I in, a, in in El Salvador, everybody uses WhatsApp, but in the United States, not everybody uses WhatsApp. So uh, everybody uses SMS, SMN in 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 the United States. So I I need to have some uh, a platform that we can that we can communicate. So uh, as more more people are using Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and those uh, wallets. And, and, and using this blockchain technology, I think they're not going to be able to stop it. Alfredo, one of the things that, that because I've never used it and it's not on my smartphone, you know, how does this work out in practice? We've been reading articles about uh, businesses that are on the Salvadoran coast. I guess they call it Bitcoin Beach. You know, mm -hmm. people actually use this in in little stores and surf shops and whatever businesses uh, that they- Snow cones, they sell snow cones at, at the beach and they accept big Bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> and how, did, how does it work? Actually it's working because they have used it as a circular economy. Uh, what I mean by this is that they have dollars, they put it into an ATM machine and they charge into a, into a, a, a wallet uh, the bitcoins that you have, 
people people are always are 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 concerned about the fluctuation of the of the of the value of the bitcoin but as soon as you don't need to to change it again to dollars it's irrelevant that you know that the dollar fluctuates uh, right. again let, let me say against gold in march of last year um, the ounce was uh, $1300 and now it's $1900 Wow. So the ounce of gold uh, uh, against the dollar has changed. And, and the inflation in the United States, it's going to be at least 20% because they have put 20% more dollars in the street. They have printed a lot of money. You know, and that's something that has a lot of people uh, very concerned. And um, it, it probably has to do with what you mentioned about the ounce of gold going up. $600, people are probably buying gold as a hedge against this inflation that you're talking about. And, and that leads me to believe that the, the, the value of gold will even uh, go higher in the months to come. Yep, yep, that, that's what I think. And, 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 and let me tell you this, if you are buying things made in, in the United States, it don't matter if, if, the, if they put more dollars in the economy. But if you're gonna buy a BMW that it's made in Germany, it's the price is gonna increase. You know, so so uh, uh, in Bitcoin, when, because all of them are trading in Bitcoin, it doesn't matter if it's more or less. You're gonna get charged every time that you put dollars into Bitcoins, and you're gonna get charged whenever you get Bitcoins and try to put into dollars. But as more people use Bitcoin and don't change it. I think the the, 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 the the variable part of it, it won't matter because you're using it as a trading mechanism, not, not, not an investment mechanism. People are saying that if it fluctuates that much, uh, 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 people are, are going to be using, losing money. But I mean, you, you, I have seen it. I mean, I have, I have a, I know a person that bought uh, 2,500 bitcoins at $20. And now he has 87 million. <laughs> and he's a 29 year old. You know, so, so they say that it's going to hit uh, $100,000 or, or, or $200,000. And, and it just makes sense because if more people are using it and the limited amount of Bitcoins, I mean, you cannot make more Bitcoins. It's, it's going to be 21 million Bitcoins and that's it. So it's not an inflationary asset. So the more you learn, I'm, I'm not saying it's good or it's bad. These are facts. So, so if you have some common sense, and if more people are using it, as you can see throughout the, since 2009 till now, 11 years, I think it is, just more people are using it, not less people. That'll probably continue. And I know that I asked this question in a maybe a different way uh, a few minutes ago, but I'm gonna ask again. And I know that uh, it's really tough to have a crystal ball, but. But from an excuse me, a macroeconomic perspective, what do you think will this use of Bitcoin be as an effect on El Salvador macroeconomically? The, the, the things that they say is like, there are not enough dollars in El Salvador 
if all the people that holds a huge amounts of money in Bitcoins come here to change it. You know, so there's going to be, as, as I told you before, I haven't seen the, 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 the regulation that will tell you what can you do or what can you not do with it. But uh, uh, I think that's one of the concerns that people have. Uh, the other concern is the relationships that you have with uh, the global bank and the FMI, you know, and, and, and the, the United States, whenever you use dollars, I mean, the, the, a lot of power that the politics in the United States have is, is the, the, the economic in, uh, restrictions that you can put to a country. And this is just getting out of that game and, 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 and waving it, you know? So I don't know what, what the implications and the relationship, politically speaking, are going to be, you know? Uh, that, that's something that gives a lot of concern to a lot of people, you know? If you ask me, if what, what I didn't like is the way that it has been done. I, I, I'm not saying that it's good or bad. I'm just saying that I think it would have needed more uh, consulting, more people into it. I mean, they, he 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 was uh, saying it on on Sunday night or Saturday night. I'm not sure. And on Tuesday it was a law, so we have 90 days to learn everything that we have. I hope it's a good thing for the country, but I don't know yet. It's too early to say. Well, listen, um, this has been a good introduction uh, to what is going on with Bitcoin El Salvador. And what you just said leads me to believe that maybe in a few months we can get together again and maybe some of those questions that are difficult to answer now might be more clearly in focus at that time. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think before September, we, we're, we're going to be with a lot more uh, visibility of how it's going to how it's going to work. But, but, but let me tell you just, just one thing. Sure. One thing that it's true is that ha this has made every Salvadorian learn about blockchain or think about it or ask about it or at least have a little bit of fear of, of what the future holds. And I think that's, that's something good, you know, because be, before that, you will talk about blockchain technology and Bitcoin and nobody would, they didn't know anything. Well, listen, um, we have lots of people that, as a follow-up to, to uh, listening to the podcast, they have questions. So if somebody wants to ask you a question, how could they do that? Do you have an email address they could reach you at? Yeah, sure. I mean, we're in all social media because we have a, a talk show in the radio that it's called Finanzas para Todos. It's in Spanish. Uh, and, and, and also we have a, uh, so there's a lot of ways to get in contact with us. Also, you can write me at alfredo.escalon, that's E-S-C-A-L-O-N, at fishermanwm.com. Uh, or you can give us a call or, or send us a, a, a WhatsApp message at uh, the area code is 503 and the number is 7802-4368. Okay, well, thank you very much. And, and I, again, we're looking forward to having a conversation with you in a few months. Perfect, Steve. It was great talking to you. Bye-bye.
Bye. Thank you for listening. Sign up to receive the Central American Group's quarterly newsletter by visiting www.thecentralamericangroup.com.